Welcome to Fabulous After 50, the podcast for women wanting to make the most of their lives. My name is Julie Kennedy, and I am your host. Today, we welcome the fabulous Karina Klassen, who after years in corporate has founded Happy Buzz, and she's actually currently doing an MBA in organizational happiness. Now, how wonderful is it that such a topic is taken so seriously today that we actually have MBAs on it? So welcome, Karina. Before we get into the topic, can I let you introduce yourself a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what actually brought you after all these years in corporate to be doing what you do today? Well, thank you very much, Julie. And first of all, I'd like to thank you for, you know, for having these podcasts and for letting other women be heard to have this story told. And well, as you introduced, my name is Karina Klaassen. And for more than 20 years, I worked for multinational companies in various managerial roles. When I was in my 30s, a lot of things happened. And eventually that led to a burnout. My burnout was so bad that I could barely move anymore. And I had to have extensive therapy in a rehabilitation center. And there I really learned to self-advocate my well-being. Mm. And since then, I've taken a lot of courses in the area of personal development and happiness and learned to take care of myself. And most of all, um, how to listen to my body. And because I have this combined experience myself and the experience in multinationals, I decided to found Happy Bus. And I'm also a certified happiness officer, happiness coach, breathwork facilitator, and I'm taking this MBA in organizational happiness because I think that is what is going to be really important in the future. We see so many people with burnout problems, stress problems, and also organizations that don't know how to you know, to attract the right people anymore. And that is why I found it Happy Bus. I'm highly intuitive, so I can already usually sense what somebody needs. But together with my working experience and all the studies I've done, and of course, analysis, if I do it in companies, I give, yeah, I can have highly efficient tools to get people and their organizations back on track. What a wonderful mission to have and how wonderful that you've taken all your life experience, but also your corporate experience. And it is that very powerful combination that you offer of somebody who is intuitive, but who then backs it up with with strategies, with tools based on on facts, on experience, etc. And and you're learning constantly. I mean, how wonderful is it to be doing an MBA, you know, at our age? It's fantastic, right? It's uh, we never stop learning and we never stop growing. And just the word happy. I mean, how, how did you come across? your title i love happy buzz yeah well i think nowadays there's a lot of talk about happiness right so i did wanted to have like this happy in the first part of my of my business and it's also for businesses so that's why it's bu but it's with double set because i also want to create a buzz some rumor around happiness how clever, how clever. And also I like the idea because sometimes, you know, of course, happiness is very subjective. We'll get into this now, you know, what means happiness to one isn't to another. But it's, you know, sometimes we have this idea of this just sort of be at, you know, very happy person, whereas buzz gives it that energy. It means, you know, you're doing something as well, right? You're feeling something. It's not just a state of, let's say, bliss, you know, imagining the Buddha sitting there on his cushion in a state of happiness. There's actually, there's energy in 
in there. And I think that it's fantastic. And your logo is beautiful as well. Yeah, it's 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 a heart. And I think we need to go much more to to being humans again, letting ourselves lead by the heart. You know, heartfelt leadership, authentic leadership. That's becoming more and more important. So that's why I wanted the heart in there. The colors, they represent the inclusion uh-huh. and also the colors of the chakras. Okay. We want to include everybody. You know, we're all, we're all okay. We're all perfect. Uh-huh. We just have to see it for ourselves. And I love that you bring in the energy aspect when you yes. introduce that. Ah, well, well, and that is also the logo, right? There's movement in it yes, as well. Yes, movement, so it's, it's a, yeah, Exactly. It's everything, yeah, it's the chakras. Right, now you've mentioned the word perfect. So that brings us to our title today, the perfectly imperfect. And gosh, do we all fight against this concept, you know, of being perfect. We need to be, women, I think even more than men, Though maybe that's just bias, but that, you know, the perfect woman, the perfect mother, spouse, sister, employee, boss, whatever it is, we need to look perfect, we need to act perfect, and it's extremely tiring. And I think by the time we get to 50 as well, we start, well, first of all, looking less than perfect, you know, we have to, you know, accept. So let's go into what does it mean to you? What does perfection mean to you? Yeah, why do we want it and what does it cost us? Yeah, well, I think perfection is for everybody, you know, they have their own definition for that. But I definitely recognize what you're saying. I always tried to be perfect. But is it perfect for others or is it perfect for you? So I had a very large judge in me that said, okay, it's never perfect. But when you look around, you see that Basically, everybody is trying to be perfect. You know, I think even the, the, if you look at ourselves and the way we look, I think even Doubtson, you know, Doubtson would say she's not perfect. Yes. And I also think that social media tries to bring us into this state of, you know, when are we perfect? When are we viewed perfect? Yes. And let's be honest, you know, we're all unique. And I think that's what makes us perfect. Exactly. That's where the beauty comes, right? The beauty beauty comes comes from the imperfections. The the beauty spot here, the nose, which isn't quite straight, a little pluck of hair, which refuses to sit down. Yeah. And and that's actually funny because what you're saying is they even did research when they saw that if somebody has a perfect face, which is completely the same on the right side as is on the left side then it's actually not perceived as beautiful because it's too perfect. It's too perfect. It's boring. There's nothing which sticks out. There's nothing there. And I think the diversity, and that's also, you know, why, why the heart also has the diversity and inclusion. We're all perfect in our uniqueness. Right. And, and I've searched so long for this, you know, I, I really felt that I needed the approval of, Mm -hmm. you know, the way I looked but I was looking on the outside. Right. But we impose it ourselves, right? I mean, the first thought which went through my mind is, you know, do you feel that women strive more for perfection in order to be accepted, liked than men do? I think in our culture, definitely. Yes. Mm. Yes. I think it may be generational a little bit. I think our generation, this was how we were brought up. We had to be a certain way. 
right to fit in so to say yeah and it's really not necessary I think when yeah. you finally start you know we're, we're in our 50s when you finally start to accept yourself yeah. That's when the beauty comes in. And it is such a liberating feeling, right? Yes, For years, we strive to be this perfect God knows what, which we impose ourselves. As you say, it's usually imposed ourselves in a desire to be loved, to be accepted, to fit in. You know, in our 20s, 30s, we need to fit in. And then you get to 50 when you say, you know what, this is who I am. And it is, you know, when my children say, oh, you're weird or you're mad or, you know, it's, it's freezing cold outside, but I still throw myself in this freezing cold lake and and it's it's nice to be able to say yes i am you know that yes. there is a very wild side of me and if i see a lake a few meters away it doesn't really matter how cold it is out there i'll throw myself in it maybe longer than others but that is the whole point right is is that you just come to embrace who you are and be grateful for those differences but it costs us right this desire it this costs us. and but what i would like to state also is when you realize and when you're okay with it it seems that then automatically mm. you're perceived more perfect you're perceived more nice by other people and you achieve so much more yeah That's i guess that makes sense right? yeah yes. because i suppose then it means that you're more first of all you're more in touch with yourself so you're more at peace with yourself so you probably yes. then emanate more of a receptiveness towards others you know when we feel good about ourselves at this age, then then we are more open to listening to others. If we're still battling with, a, oh, I've got to say something clever or, oh, I've got to, you know, we're so focused on something else that we're not listening as well, right? We're not as open to what other people are saying. And it just gives that quiet confidence, I think, to be okay with who we are. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, everything is energy. Mm. So I think when we are ourselves and our authentic selves, then we come, our energy comes in this alignment. Yes. And, and that's when good we, stuff happens. That's when the stuff happens. Yeah. So it's basically, so, so what can we do, right? We're talking about, you know, being perfectly imperfect. That's the topic here. And then of course, the whole point of my podcast is to, to inspire through expertise, but also through experiences, et cetera, mostly women over 50 to really make the most of these years. So I was thinking the other day, wouldn't it feel great to not have fear? You know, we all have anxiety in different forms. I somehow feel that I don't know if it's menopause or whatsoever, but I seem to be going through a lot more anxiety than I usually do about all sorts of very small things as well. And I was just thinking, you know, wouldn't it feel wonderful to not have that fear holding over you? So same thing. It's a fear of, of why do we want to be perfect? Is it a fear that then we won't be liked? Yeah, I think so. And I think we still look always to the outside world. Right. I think Validation. when we start looking inside, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So when when you focus much more on your, you know, your inner being, who you are, there is no fear there. Yeah. yeah. The fear is also, I think, from from the energies we get, you know, from the outside, the things we read, the things we see, the things that come literally in our face nowadays. Yeah. And that creates fear. And and I don't think we can live completely without fear because everything is in balance so yeah. on one side there's fear but the opposite side there is you know the love trust yeah and the trust the trust and being okay with who you are i think to a certain extent you need fear 
because it will enable other things in you but it yes. should become a really big thing and nowadays we've become so much in our heads you know we, exactly. we live from our heads it's as if as if something was cut here and i think once we start embodying and really feeling in our body instead of making this story and the story let go like where is it going you let the story oh i'm anxious oh yes and this confirms it that confirms it no exactly go inside go into the body exactly where do you feel it and then really start feeling it not thinking it but feeling it start to contract it start breathing through it and almost embracing it in a way, because I think often yes. we're more frightened of the fear than than actual the thing that we're afraid of. That's so true. Yeah. And as you say, I mean, we are wired to have fear in us. Fear is what helped us survive, right? If we hadn't had fear, we wouldn't have survived because no. fear is, you know, we're survival where we're fighting for our lives. However, nowadays, of course, the fears that we have are not survival fears, but our wiring has not evolved enough for us to know the difference between being anxious about a social event or a presentation and being anxious of being eaten by the big monster which is lurking behind the bush. So, I mean, it's it's learning to, to but to look at that fear and to, you know, not push it away too much, but sort of say, hey, what are you saying to me? You know, what's your message? Is it, oh, be careful, don't do that, you might get hurt, people might judge you. And then you can sort of say to it, I hear you fear, thank you for having my back. However, I'm no longer that little five-year-old girl. You know, I'm a 55-year-old woman and I have the baggage I need in order to do this. That's it. And I think that's also touching upon the whole happiness thing because we we cannot be happy all the time. You know, yes. you cannot be in a certain emotion all the time. But what what we have to be really careful about is not to say, okay, we push away everything that's not happy. Right. Like the fear, like you say, okay, we push it away. I always say, if you push away and if you don't pay attention to, to the bad things, to sadness, to fear, to anxiety, etc., it will it will come up until you start listening. Yeah. And yeah. it will start shouting louder and louder and louder. Exactly. Until, like what I had when my body just said, yeah. I'm you're not listening. You. Your body said you're not listening. I'm speaking no. off. Yeah. So I'll make sure that you, you know, you will listen. Yeah. I will make sure you can't, you can barely move anymore. Yeah. Now you have to listen to what I say. Yeah. And that was a tough learning. And, and I think we, like you say, we have to face also the anxiety, also the fear. Give it love. Yeah. Hey, and it usually it, has a message, right? You know, we're, we're, not, we're not wired for self-sabotage. We're wired to survive. So it does have something that you need to address. Yeah. And, and even I, I'll go further than wired to survive. I'll say the universe has got your back. Everything's right. in your favor. So if it is saying something... It is saying something for a reason. Mm. And maybe you have to go through that terrible situation or ordeal and try to see what it brings you. Right. What is the underlying message for me in there? Right. I experienced that myself once I started, you know, making like a, a kind of, how could I say the kind of yearbook, like what happened yeah. in my life over the years? And I really started, you know, taking some steps back and looking but 
what, what is common in all those situations. And for me, I all of a sudden, it, it just clicked. There was this huge red thread where I had to learn how to set boundaries. Wow. Everything that had happened so far had to do with boundaries. Hmm. Oh, so that is that something that you advise your clients to do then? To, Definitely. To, to, yeah. Yeah. Look back, like, okay, what happened? And, and maybe certain situations don't seem to have anything in common. For, for example, my father was, was a quite a dominant man. He was, I could say he was aggressive. I was scared of him. And my mom was scared. We were all scared of him. And I also had this disease endometriosis where you know, the, the lining of your womb goes to other areas in your body. And okay. all of a sudden, when I took, when I look back, I thought, oh, what do those two have in common? My father really crossed our boundaries. Right. I had to learn to come up for who I am. Right. To, to speak up. The endometriosis was, you know, wandering around in my body. The boundaries were not set. It was right. no boundaries. And, and I, I really believe that everybody has something in their life they have to learn. Mm. But it's so important to start seeing it and once you see it yeah then you can yeah you and you're no longer scared of it you can you can no, see, you know yes. it about yourself which is the beauty also of our age is that we are more conscious of who we are what triggers we have you know how we can think differently about things etc so okay to get back to so, so you coach happiness right which as you said before is a very broad topic and means something different to different people so how does that work in practice well, if I do it for an organization. Right, because you so mostly work corporate, right? I work, yes, I work mostly corporate. So first we we make an inventory. Right. I think it's also really important to start what is happiness. Yes. Happiness can mean different things, like you already mentioned for everybody, and organizational happiness too. Yes. A lot of organizations think, okay, but we have, you know, the people have great salaries, we have a nice office, we do something about well-being. So everybody should be happy. Right. But it's so much more complex than this. Right. So first we start with analyzing. We do surveys among the employees. You know, how do you feel? Do you feel leadership is, is hearing you? Do you feel engaged, etc.? Then we have like, I would say like zero, point zero. And then we see, okay, where do we want to go from there? And where do we see it's lacking? So that can be different things for different organizations. It can be as simple as having appreciation for right. your employees. Right. Because sometimes people think we all have to run around, like smiling, et cetera. No, that's yeah, that's no, not no, what no, it is. No, that's yeah. not what it is. But people feeling hurt like your own yeah. mission you know just give attention also as as a manager as a leader yeah. who are you who are the people that are working for me what do they want that brings so in the way you can pull this out to to individuals right so i'm thinking of the people listening today who might not be in corporate or might be in a position to sort of generate immediate change within whatever corporation they work for but that is the same thing, right? Isn't it? You make an inventory and then you've got your point zero and what would I need more of or less of in order to be happier? And, and what does happiness mean for me? Yes, yes. Well, what, what does happiness mean for you? For me, it means actually it's the small things, being content, mm. feeling at ease, don't feel the anxiety or the fear, yeah. 
And it's not as much the, the peaks, you know, you have those occasional peaks, but it's more like this constant state where you feel content, yeah. okay, blessed, yes, grateful, grateful, really grateful for what you have, what you've achieved so far, what the world brings you. Yes. That's what happiness means for me. It can be as simple as, you know, now those two days, it has been beautiful weather. Walking out in the forest, you know, I can be so grateful and so happy. And as you see, in order to access that, you have to get out your head. Yes. Right? So that it's, you can feel it's an emotion happiness, right? It's not a, it's not yeah. a rational thought. It's an emotion. So you can't feel it if you're in your head because it's not that's not where you feel emotions. No. And it's also I think the word well-being is a little bit closer, maybe, because in the being it says it's a verb. Yes. So happiness can be, mm. you know, a short state where you are like, OK, I feel really happy because you know, you've got this salary raise or you. Yeah, got it's, it's, a spurt, or, it's a spurt moment, right? It's, it's like a, a little moment. firework which goes yes. off. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, being well-being is for me like working constantly yeah. on your lifestyle and on what makes you feel good, good about yourself and happy. I like what you've just said, because that's also the working constantly. It's not because some people sort of say, oh, you know, don't worry, be happy. You know, it's, it's this like content thing. You don't change anything. You just love everything about yourself, even the stuff you're terrible about or the bad things that you do or whatsoever. But it's not that it's, it's being profoundly happy with life and how it is but that doesn't mean that it's a static state right it, it we do still and that's that's what I love so much about your buzz and this idea of of course it's business as well but but this idea of of energy and it is something that we have to do and every day I think we need to reset ourselves you know in order to have that state of as you say well-being or I also sometimes fulfillment I think is also you know quite close to how I feel it is that feeling of you know everything is how it should be there are things i need to change and i'm working on them there are things that i need to accept and i'm working on them and and being present in the moment which is where you experience those moments as you said of of just happiness because the sun is shining or because you know the cat has chosen to yes. cuddle up on your knee or you know whatever it is yes yes Definitely. Right. So what tips do we have for the audience listening to us? If we're talking about this, you know, perfectly imperfect, what can we do immediately to, to move towards that? Yes. Well, if I can start with, with my second tip, because one of my second yeah. tips is self-love. And right. I think they're, they're very closely intertwined. So if I look back, I can say I was really insecure. But and I think you know, we all go through that stage, everybody. Yes. And then you start, you know, you become older, you start doing things and you think, okay, I can do this well. So you become more secure. And eventually I would say you become confident. Right. But what happens is you still need the output or the input from the outside. You know, being self-confident might mean that you need to have this appreciation to say, okay, Julie, you did this podcast so well. And then you feel, okay, I can do this. I feel mm. self-confident about it. But once we really start accepting who we are and going in the inside of us and really embracing 
all those different aspects of ourselves, the fear, the anxiety, the imperfections, yeah. then we start really having self-love and being happiness because then it doesn't matter anymore. It's not dependent I mean, on anything from the outside, dependent. right? And, and I'm very much always for self-advocate. Mm. I think we have everything in our bodies and in our lives to to have you know to to achieve this yeah but we're still looking to the outside yeah so for me that's also you know when it's inside you accept it fully you embrace it then you can say okay i have self-love right and i can say i'm perfectly i'm perfect imperfect right and i'm fine with it Yes. even happy with it yes and you can laugh at our, our shortcomings yeah. let's say yeah. yeah yeah it's okay it's okay. it's time to grow up right it's, it's always the little girl with her imperfection and her fear that she's gonna you know not do it right and, and all of that is to sort of say i am wonderfully imperfect yes yeah. and you know it doesn't mean it also doesn't imply that you have that feeling every single moment of course there will still be challenges and every now and then it pops up again like a pimple yeah. you think yes. oh my god i thought i thought i was done with that here it is again but you know how to work on it yes go inside embody really embody mm. i think that's one of the most important things start embodying do also things physically not just with your mind start feeling start breathing yeah. And once you have this connection, you will feel the self-love, you will feel perfectly imperfect. Right. Perfect tip. Thank you for that one. So those were the two. That's perfectly imperfect. And it's also self-love. Right. And the last one is, and it all links in together, you know, everything is energy. So that means you are energy. I'm energy. My cup of tea is energy. And everything has a vibration. And because everything has a vibration, it also means that our emotions and the way we feel also has a vibration. I don't know if you ever heard about the Hawkins scale, but what he did, he was a researcher and he found out that, for example, sadness, anger, anxiety, fear, they have a lower vibration than love, kindness, compassion, etc how do they measure that vibration do you know ah i probably it's it's like a radio signal so probably yeah. with yeah yeah i, I mean I, we know it right when you say yes. it we know we know that that is true that is a fact but i was just wondering how does one i don't know how they that? message it probably with some you know electrodes or or whatever on, in the mind but what it does is it means that if you feel anxious you because you radiate this vibration and it attracts mm. the same vibration. So you will pull more anxiety, more fear towards you. Yes. So the way you will perceive the world is a world where you have this view of fear and anxiety. Seen through your anxiety. And also, you know, this is what you attract. It's the same when you enter a room and you immediately feel down. Sometimes mm. it happens. Yes. It's because of the vibration. But it can also happen the other way around. You know, we can have this great conversation. And I can feel lifted. I can feel mm. energized. Then I'm in a totally different energy. And I think the thing we have to realize is that if we want, you know, to be happy, if we want to feel good, 
we should work on those different vibrations. Show compassion, show gratitude. Right. Love, our self-love. It already brings us in a different vibration, which will mean that the view we will perceive our lives through is also different. So basically, it's also saying, take responsibility. You know, instead of playing the victim and saying, oh, this oh, always happens to me, and oh, not again, then we've got to think, well, okay, I'm getting back what I'm giving out. So where does the responsibility lie? With me, I need to change what I'm giving out. I need to be more grateful of everything, and then I will attract that back again. A hundred percent. And I know it's a difficult thing because, you know, if you go through terrible yes. things, Yes. Then, then people say, yeah, how can how? I? Mm. Yes. But I always say, you know, we all go through bad things. I've had my share as well. But what, what did I learn from it? At least try yes. to, to take away what I learned. Maybe we, we are here in life to learn something. Yes. And then not being in the victimhood, but having a choice yes. to, to say, okay, how am I dealing with this situation? It's what you make it mean, right? It's what you make it mean. And it also changes your vibration because yeah. you're if, if you're in the victimhood, you know, you will only experience those things that will hit you. Yeah. Whereas where you're in creatorship. Exactly. You're in charge. And you hear about that, right? Don't you? You hear about stories of, you know, horrible stories of, of hardship, of, of parents who've lost a child or who've suffered terrible abuse or whatsoever. And we're not saying be grateful for what happened to you, but they often take that and create something good out of it, right? They create maybe a foundation to help parents whose children have died of such a terrible illness, or they write a book in order to help other people cope with it. So it's still, you're raising your level by giving back by taking what happened and making something good out of it I, i'm a buddhist so we call that to turn poison into medicine and that is the idea right of course there are terrible things which happen and and that we didn't wish in our lives but still you have a choice how you cope with it you can say i'm a victim Put me life has been awful and that's not going to make you happy it's not going to make you feel fulfilled or you can say a terrible thing happened to me, but I have decided to honor that child or to honor the memory or whatever by doing something positive. Yes, yes. I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah. I can tell. I feel it in you. Thank you, Karina. We have reached the end of today. I do hope to have you back because I'd also love to know what actually is within your MBA on happiness because I find it's a fascinating topic. So please do come back. Thank you for using all of your experience and, and large corporate experience as well and your personal experiences to, to create what you've created here with Happy Buzz. And thank you for the tips that you've shared with us. So for those of you listening, it's all about loving and embracing your imperfections and from self-confidence to self-love to really loving everything about you even those imperfections laughing at them maybe and all about the energy that we give out so what we receive is what we give out so maybe it's time to take a look at what are we giving out through which eyes are we looking at the world and the problems and these are the years where we grow and fantastic to think of you Karina doing an MBA at 50 you know the sky's the limit we have no time limitations in all the great things that we can do and the levels of happiness we can experience so thank you Karina please do come back and for the rest of you out there it's time to take action and take responsibility for our lives and make that magic happen Thank you. Speak to you again. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. 
Now it is up to you to make it happen. Join me next week for another dose of empowering vitamins as we navigate the marvelous roller coaster we call life. Subscribe and let me know what you think we should be talking about. Take care out there. Thank you.